Our scripture reading today is Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 56. Mary's song of praise. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For God has looked with favor on the lowliness of this servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. God's mercy is for those who fear God from generation to generation. God has shown strength with an arm and has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. God has helped the servant Israel in remembrance of God's mercy. According to the promise made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. These are our sacred stories. Thanks be to God. is not sitting in one spot. I can't now thank you to you because you're all over the sanctuary. So I'll just say uh, thank you. It's really stunning. So we're going to talk about Mary's song, and I can't talk about Mary's song without doing some singing. So I need to ask for your patience because, well, remember how patient you were with the lighting of that candle as we, as we waited for the wick to catch and everybody was just gentle? My heart's in the right place, even though my notes are likely not going to be. Mary, pregnant with Emmanuel, with God, with us. Mary sings. In many ways, Mary's song is not new. Her song of resistance and revolution is sung to a long-established tune. It's resonant with the harmonies of the psalms. Psalms like 146. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over strangers, upholds the orphan and the widow. Mary's song is antiphonal with the resistance song given voice by Miriam and Moses when they were delivered along with the other Hebrews from slavery in Egypt. They sang, the Lord has triumphed gloriously. Horse and rider God has thrown into the sea. In your steadfast love you led the people whom you have redeemed. Mary and her song create a duet with the once barren Hannah. Hannah sang of resistance and deliverance. She sang, my heart exalts in the Lord. My strength is exalted in my God. The bows of the mighty are broken. The feeble gird on strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread. But those who were hungry are fat with spoil. The Lord raises up the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. I could go on and on. Do 
Throughout the ages, God's people have faced oppression. And in the face of that oppression, God's people have sung songs of resistance, songs of revolution, songs of hope, songs of peace. In 1960, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. explained the ways these songs from the Bible are still being sung. There's a little song that we sing, he said, in our movement down in the South. I don't know if you've heard it. It has become the theme song, We Shall Overcome. Though I join hands so often with students and others behind jail bars singing it, We Shall Overcome. Sometimes we have tears in our eyes when we join together to sing it, but we have decided to sing it. We shall overcome. Music is part of all of us. Music and storytelling have sustained us, taught us, inspired us, carried us through. Music and singing have played and continue to play a critical role in inspiring, mobilizing, and giving voice to a need for change. Think of Pete Seeker. Ooh, makes me miss right. Think of Pete Seeger and workers' rights. Think of Mavis Staples and the civil rights movement. Think of Sweet Honey and The Rock and Ella's song the chorus of which is, we who believe in freedom cannot rest. <laughs> you should look this one up, it's a good one. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes, until the killing of black men, black mothers' sons, is as important as the killing of white men, white mothers' sons. And this Black Lives Matter movement, that song is important to that movement and important to me. The music of revolution and freedom continues to help marchers, protesters, and picketers stay inspired and on beat. We shall overcome, I shall not be moved. This little light of mine, which side are you on, boys? Red and roses, lean on me. Woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on freedom, you know, I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on freedom, I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on freedom, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. These songs rally, they inspire courage. They provide context and give hope. They unite people from every walk of life. Reverend Dr. King said, the freedom songs give the people new courage and a sense of unity. I think they keep alive a faith, a radiant hope in the future, particularly in our most trying hours. Mary sang. She sang not a new song, but a song built from melodies and harmonies established through, through the generations. Mary sang of now. God has shown strength with the arm, she sang. God has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. 
God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. God has scattered the proud, not God will. God has brought down the powerful and lifted up the lowly, not some future time, not some unknown distant reality. God has right now. God has filled the hungry now. Now, not because the vision has been fully accomplished, but now, because Mary is part of the realization, Mary is included in God's history of justice. The God of our ancestors, the one who has been siding with the oppressed since the days of Egypt, the one who's been making and keeping promises since Hagar and Sarah and Abraham, now. Mary sings of now because she's part of the vision. She's part of the work. She's not singing of some future hope. She's singing of hope now. Not that the work is finished. We can look around and see that it's not finished. That it has begun. It's happening. We can't leave the work of justice for a future tense, a future time, for some other people and some future season. Mary sings to us that now is the time. There's no more waiting. Mary's song is action and work and connection. It's hope and peace here and now. Anne Emery writes, Mary sings of what is worth struggling for. It's a song with a marching beat. She sets our feet on the path of unfinished business. She sings prophetically. She keeps us from giving in and giving up. She sings to keep our hearts full of hope. We need to hear her song over and over again. We do need to hear her song over and over again, and we must not just hear it. We must add our voices and our verses to her freedom song, a freedom song begun many generations ago and added to over and over by all those seeking to bring into reality the realm of God. My friends, there are songs we need to sing. Too many can only dream of equality while they live in the margins. There are songs we need to sing, songs about racism and voting laws and an ever-increasing gap between rich and those who are living in poverty. Songs about women's rights and non-binary and gender-fluid people with wombs rights to make choices about their own bodies. We must give these songs voice. Songs about the criminal justice system and gun violence, we need to belt them out again and again. Change is needed. And singing can help us make changes. It helps us know we're not alone. We can sing with Mary. We can sing with our ancestors. We can sing freedom songs, pledging ourselves to stand side by side, to endure the road ahead, the struggle, the hardship, 
knowing that we are part of a community, knowing that we are connected. When we lived in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, I always looked forward to the King Day March. I did not look forward to the cold, but it was a cold walk through the city. And I didn't look forward only to the preaching that awaited us at the destination to which we marched. It was great preaching, though. And it wasn't necessarily the community or the commitment, even though I enjoyed those aspects, too. What I enjoyed was the singing. I remember one man shouting as we marched, if you can't sing, sing louder. <laughs> and we did. And in the din of, ain't gonna let nobody turn me around, turn me around, turn me around, ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. I'm gonna keep on marching, keep on marching, marching up to freedom land. As we sang songs like that, I believed it was possible, that change was possible, that work for justice was ours to do, and we could do it, that we could, and we were making a difference. Freedom songs built through the generations of justice workers connect us to each other. We know the power of congregational singing. We do it every week. We know the joy of hearing the choir each Sunday as voices blend to fill our ears and our souls with challenge and delight. We are privileged to hear our musicians, to hear Karen and Susan and JC and Jaden and Chris and, and, and so many of you are so talented. Each of you that's willing to share your gift of music and fill this space. Music, music calls us into community and connection. At camps with our children and youth, there is always singing. Sometimes the songs are silly, and sometimes they help us to learn truths about Jesus' love and our connections to each other. Singing unites us. We must join with Mary and with our ancestors of faith through the generations in singing in the peace of revolution, the peace of a new realm of love and justice. Songs of peace and freedom need our voices. We must lift every voice, and so let's do it now. Get your hymnals out. Turn to page 563, 563, we're going to sing the first verse with your voices, sing the first verse of lift every voice and sing, and you have to stand up if you're able, if you're not able, stay seated and just sway. <laughs>
Amen. Mm-hmm. 